Hey guys, it's Jesse and Hannah, and we're back with season four of That's So Lesbian. Oh my god. I know, we never thought we'd make it here. I mean, we did. We didn't think we were going to stop in the middle of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think we thought it would be less painful than it has been, actually. So I don't think yeah. we anticipated the the monumental journey to get here that it would end up being because the show is <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Oh, I have so many thoughts from this episode about like things that I noticed that are... Now that when I think about them, they are like larger patterns from the show. I text, well, I messaged you on Twitter a whole bunch of the things that were bothering me. There's a lot to be bothered by. Yeah. Oh, God. Before we do that. Oh, no. You've been having a little bit of a crisis. I'm about to get grilled. Um, okay. No, you're not about to get grilled, but I do think that you should talk about it. Since you originally wanted to talk about it. <laughs> Listen, we are just the worst lesbians in the world. Is the I know. We're okay. a bad example. We're the Tinas. <laughs> I'm not so, a Tina. I'm not. I'm not you and I are both Tinas. We're not Tinas. Okay, listen. I have a crush on a boy. It is harmless. I do not. It's, it's, this is important for me to clarify. I do not want this boy's penis around any of my orifices. Okay? I do not want to have sex with the boy. I just... You have a crush on him. Well, we're good friends, so it's not like he's, like, some rando guy. I know. I've been friends with him for a few years, and we've been talking more and more, and he's just really super fucking nice. Um, My cats are attacking each other. And um, he lives across the country, so that's really the end of that. It's really just, like, a... Like a useless crush. But I like having crushes. It makes me feel good. So um, I'm enjoying the love feelings. I'm just um, also not enjoying the lesbian crisis feelings that come along with it. Here's the thing, okay? It doesn't make sense to me Mm -hmm. considering the, you know, the, the, the enormous spectrum of gender identities and expressions and gender itself Mm -hmm. that somehow we are born with brains that can categorize gender and fit it into sexual orientation does that make sense yeah because i just feel like how how do our brains know that right like how are we programmed to to know this societal construction brains probably deal with that that problem in the same way that it deals with like what colors and tastes do you like yeah but even that things aren't like it's a color metaphor but like black and white right yeah no exactly but I'm thinking about how like some people really hate sweet things those people are insane they are much like the heterosexuals <laughs> That's a very good point. Oh god, the heterosexuals. I think but if I if I think about it, like say I'm born exactly how I am born, but the world is different and men have been socialized to act like women and women have been Jesus Christ Lincoln. Oh my god, did your cats break something? No, she's in her tunnel and she she wants to get a running start into it. So okay, so men are socialized <laughs> to act like women and women are socialized to act like men. Am I still attracted to women in this scenario? I don't know what 
what do you like about women? I don't that's know. So I different can't put my from on it. men. I don't know. And then, like, hmm. say we didn't have, you know, our wealth of sexual traumas. Then how do we feel about, you know, having sex with people who maybe we don't want to have sex with as current standing? So it's like there's so much that I cannot unpack about myself. And I am so frustrated. And I just feel like I'm letting everybody down all of the time. Well, I can absolutely confirm for you that you've let me down. Yeah, I know. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't think you're letting people down. I think you're like putting words in other people's mouths and making yourself believe that they feel a way that they don't actually feel. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's very weird the life that I lead because my life is so. <laughs> okay. No, listen though, because my life is so online and it's so yes. for public consumption in a lot of ways. So there's definitely a pressure for me to perform and to to be a brand because my life at this point is the brand, right? So it doesn't it's, my life doesn't even feel like something personal that I can decide and do on my own now because people have expectations of me. And mm. it's not this is not a non-concrete thing because if we look at books like Not Otherwise Specified, whether or not that book is biphobic or lesbophobic depends on whether I identify as lesbian or bisexual. And people push me on it and people want me to fit myself into a box. And that's a lot of pressure when your ability to make money depends on your definition of your sexuality. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's pressure like to identify that's silly because I feel like it should depend on, like, what you identified as when you wrote it. Because these things change over our lifetimes you know like i used to hate tomatoes now i like tomatoes a little bit more and that's a metaphor (laughs) for my relationship with men i think we as a publishing industry have an over obsession on authors private lives that i think is really damaging and that we oftentimes in in a noble pursuit of looking for own voices books pressure authors to fit themselves into categories and don't allow them room for growth and uh, force them to reveal things about themselves that they're not interested in revealing. Mm -hmm. And I just feel the pressure of the lesbian community on one side. And it's just, it's very hard. And then of course there's also the part of me that does not want to have sex with this man and is very confused how that fits into all of this. And before someone messages me, trying to tell me about romantic and sexual attraction and that they are separate things. Thank you. I've been on the internet. So I really (laughs) am not looking for someone to explain myself to me. That is literally the last thing that I want. I'm just trying to share frustrations with the fact that, trust me, I know myself better than you, listener, know me. And I still don't have it figured out. And so people always try to sort me out for me because they think that they know me because like I said my life is very public and but also I think part of that comes from like you seem so distraught by it and I think people naturally want to help you not be distressed yeah what I don't understand is like this crush that you have on him that like if he were to be where you live and like you know things were to develop in terms of like you mutually had crushes on each other i i think it's like a me thing like i don't understand why you then wouldn't 
sleep with him. Well, I don't, I mean, to be like super plain about it, I don't enjoy the sensation of a penis entering my body. And I don't like giving blowjobs at all. Now, this doesn't mean I wouldn't be willing to do it like sometimes, but it's never something that I'm going to get amped about. I'm like hearing you say this and my brain's like, we are not going to understand it. And I'm trying so hard. I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't like giving blowjobs at all. I find it really super boring. Um, I don't like the feel of a penis in my mouth and, and I don't like being penetrated. It's painful for me. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's really, it comes down to that. And I think I don't, Defining my sexuality based on that feels, I mean, first of all, kind of transphobic, Mm -hmm. but also just so derivative and so not at all, like, representative of, like, you know, the, what what it really means to be attracted to somebody. I agree. I'm making the decision based on the fact that I don't like feeling like I'm being stabbed with something, which is, like, basically more the shape of my fucking vaginal canal than it is anything emotional. Yeah. So it's like... But these are all things that add up, like the socialization of different genders, yeah. the, 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 the physicality generally of who you enjoy having sex with, you know, all of these things somehow combine into sexual orientation. And that's something that we have to contend with. And I just am tired and I just don't want to have to have a penis rammed into me all the time. And I don't, you know, you want to lose my community, but I also really want to marry this guy, but also he's an organ. And also, isn't he not Jewish? He's not Jewish. Yeah. I would have to kick you out of the Jewish community for Shut that. Shut up! <laughs> You're the worst. You're so mean to me, and I'm going through such a hard time. I'm, I'm, I'm in a mood. I, I'm just trying to push your buttons a little bit. I was telling Benny about all of this, about this boy. And Benny has been very supportive, I'll have you know. And then in the meantime, I'm like, I told Jesse, I'm like, well, Jesse was mean. <laughs> I I wanted to know more. <laughs> also, I have a feeling that I was drunk when you told me. You told me not to be in love with him. You said, oh, Stop I did tell you that because him. I didn't want you to get hurt. Yes, but I... And you, you can, can nip feelings in the bud when it's early on sometimes. It's not early on. I just haven't been talking about it. Damn it, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> I just... And it's so hard. There's still that part of me. I mean, I was talking last time about, like, the wedding to the man, right? And the idyllic kind of vision of that. There's still Mm -hmm. the part of me that thinks, oh, my God, my life would be so much easier. My family would be so happy. Like, But would you be happy? And that's the ultimate thing. Yeah. I mean, like, I love him. So my brain is like, yes. But also, I don't know. Is a life like that going to be fulfilling in the long term? I have no idea. I mean, he can go off and have sex with anyone he wants. I don't give a shit. And, yeah. Like, I could probably have sex with someone then. You could have, like, yeah. a girlfriend and also marry him. I feel like that's kind of the ideal scenario here. I hear that. Like, have being married to a guy for, like, the heteronormativity of the world and also because I'm in love with this particular guy, but then, like, also having a girlfriend. It's not bad. Of course, then I feel like a total sellout and, like, all the lesbians hate me. But I already think all the lesbians hate me all the time. Lesbians are assholes. 
Um, but, you know, you did identify as a bisexual for a long time. I did, yes. And I have identified as a lesbian for a long time. Yes. You know? And these things are not constants. Life is hard. Fun fact. So that's me. My life is a mess. And life is fine. I'm pissing people off for someone who I might never even be in the same state. I don't think you're pissing people off. I think you are thinking too much into it. Mm-hmm. He said he would come visit me. so He should come visit, visit you. It would be or nice for you two I to see each other there. in person. He's not in Oregon, by the way. He's in Washington State. I just got that wrong earlier. Um, so to clarify. <laughs> I just don't know well, what states are. I could go Oregon is better than Washington State. Well, but he's I guess in Seattle, so. Of places All right, in there's State. Jews in Seattle. He could convert. He loves Jews. Like, he's in favor of the I know. Jews. He should become Jewish, and then I'll support this. He should. This. He's got one of those last names that, like, it's not a Jewish last name, but, like, it sounds like it could be if you, like, don't know Jewish last names super well. Yeah. So you're like, okay, maybe. Speaking of Jews, I've been filling out a lot of applications for Jewish nonprofit fellowships and the other day i filled out one where they were like tell us something that like is unique or different about you and i was like i'm best friends with my favorite author cute i love it yeah you're so welcome if i get this job it's because of you so actually i think i should be thanking you yeah but i want a um a cut oh i i hope you know i'm gonna be making like not much i need some of that not much it's more than i'm making um Okay, listen, I've babbled about my life for 20 hours. How about yours? Um, well, I was supposed to have a date on Sunday, and then the girl fucking canceled it. I'm really pissed. Uh, what happened? <sighs> um, she was just like, hey, I'm in a really shitty mood. Then she confirmed that it was going to be a date. And then I was like, okay, no worries. You know, there's always other times that we can get together. I messaged her like a day or two ago. I was like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Because I knew that my schedule was starting to fill up, and she was like, I think I'm free this day. Why? Bitch, you know why. You're the (laughs) one who asked me on a date. She's just being coy. I know. I'm bitter about it. Um, Ian and I are functionally dating. Okay, good. Uh, He's over here a lot. I'm going over to his house when we're done recording. Um... Yeah, which is interesting because he told me he didn't want a relationship, and then we never set boundaries. Oh, good. This is going to end well. We see each other multiple times a week, so. Oi. Yeah. Well, you're still dating other people, so I think you're in the clear for now at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're never going to become exclusive anyway because he's poly. Yeah, all right. Which is why I've been having an existential crisis about whether or not I need to be poly. Gotcha. You don't have to yes. be. Uh, yeah, but I'm starting to think I want to be, and that is, that makes me uncomfortable. Why? Because um, I had a really bad poly relationship in high school. Mm. It was already an abusive, toxic relationship. So then, you know, that added layer and us not being good at communicating because we were... 15 and 16 of course um, really didn't help mm. so i i don't know i just don't want to be emotionally abused again that's that's a good idea um i mean i've been in a really bad poly relationship as you know and it yeah. hasn't like soured me to 
the institution. It was just a bad relationship. But yeah, for me, this is actually sort of the thing that I was thinking about with the boy is that it's hard for me just being the person that I am. And I'm not proud of this, but it's mm-hmm. hard for me to, to see a future where I have a life that's so outside of what the norm is because I just don't want to be explaining myself my entire life. Mm. and because at the end of the day, I want the little house with the family and the kids. But that's not you. That's true. I That's because I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Mm. Mm. Hey, you were mean to me. I know. I deserve it. Yeah, you do. No arguments here. I love you. I would, I would never be mean to you meaning to hurt you well neither would i geez no i just want to make sure that you know because i care about you now i'm gonna freak out of course i know don't worry okay good yeah speaking of people being mean i guess we have to talk about the l word do we it's like 20 minutes in dude all right fine geez i don't think people listen to this podcast for the l word but you know maybe that's just me i did have someone oh this is fun i had a listener reach out to me and say can i get the links to the queerest folk episodes i have not been watching the l word because i'm not putting myself through that but i will watch <laughs> queer folk. so she is listening to the podcast so shout okay, out to her okay all right i support i support yes. oh my god but she's not making herself watch the l word and honestly isn't she just the smarter person for it <sighs> yeah my roommate has this knack of always coming home when I'm watching the L word so that we can record. Mm-hmm. And she's always like talking over the show. And so I'm just like, the show is on in my periphery. I'm talking to my roommate. There's lesbians having sex. <laughs> like, I feel so uncomfortable, but I also can't turn it off because it's like too difficult and annoying to turn it off <laughs> and turn it back on just so that I can know what's happening. And I've already seen it six times. Yeah. So, oh God, I hate this show. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, this time I hate it. I think I'll never watch it again after this. I feel accomplished then that I have ruined the show for you. You have. I f- no, I feel bad. Honestly, I hate talking <laughs> people out of things that they love because I know that the things that I love aren't perfect, but I still don't want people to tell me that they're bad. No, so. this is really bad, but and I bad. think this was necessary. <laughs> I, uh, okay, so that being said, as episodes go, this one wasn't horrible. It, I, we've had worse. Yeah. This one was written by Eileen. It was. And there's some transphobia in there. Plenty of it, in fact. Oh, plenty of it. Yeah, because it was written by Eileen. There's plenty of weird things that happened. Yeah, so there's something that I want to talk about, which is something that I have noticed the show does and that has continued to baffle me Mm -hmm. the whole way is the way that it handles breakups is so incredibly strange. Yeah. And it makes me think <laughs> that I've been breaking up with people wrong. But in that case, like everyone that I know and every other form of media is also doing breakups wrong. And no, what I I'm talking think about the show does breakups wrong. They're so incredibly understated on the show. And I like understated shit. I love it. But yeah. this seems fucking weird to me. It's like you can never really pinpoint the moment when a couple breaks up. Like if you look at Bet and Tina and Tina leaving to date the guy, there was no like moment when they broke up. It just sort of happened. And the same thing now has happened with Jenny and Max. Mm -hmm. And it also sort of happened with Carmen and Jenny. Yes. And then it's just relationships just sort of peter out. And then everyone is expected to be fine with it. 
And there's, like, no conversations about it. No. And it's very weird. And we also have, of course, the fact that we spent, this is a little different, but we spent the whole, like, last scene of last episode making Alice and Laura a thing. And then she's written off the show in the first 30 seconds here and we don't even see her. (laughs) Which is ridiculous. It's just, Once again, they're doing the important stuff off screen. It's the show such a I mess. mean, we will never be missing Laura. Yeah, we won't. But the breakups are one thing that strikes me as so fucking weird and keeps me disconnected from the characters. And the other is that yep. no one seems to give a shit about each other. Yep. And that also yep. is so telling. Like, no one is worried about Shane here. No one's fucking worried about Shane. Everyone's just going about their lives. People and, were uh, worried about Bet. Yeah. So that was something. But they they don't care about... Dana. Dana has just never existed. And yeah. Shane in this one never existed. And it's just... Nope. There's a lot. Shane in this episode is weird. Yeah, She crashes her car, which for some reason I remembered happening in an earlier season. Hmm. Um, clearly it didn't. Also, she fucking crawls out of the ocean like she Twice. fucking swam there from <laughs> yes. Canada to yes. Los Angeles. I think we're supposed to see that she metaphorically swam there from I know. Canada to Los Angeles. But I wish but. she legitimately swam there, you know? I feel like that <laughs> would be very fun. But then Sherry was just like, oh, hey, you're back. So clearly she had already been there. Yeah, Sherry yeah. Jaffe is here. She's really terrible. Yeah, she. I think she gets... She becomes um, a more and more evil person as time goes on. Yeah. You know, like, each time we see her, she's even more evil. And this, I think, is, like, the worst of her, and I don't think we see her after the season. That's good. I don't really need any more of her. No. Um, Shane's doing a lot of cocaine. Yes, she is. She's very sad. And then I just... Listen. This is so obvious, I feel like I don't even have to say it, but the fact that she left... Carmen because of like a 10 second conversation with her dad is so stupid it's crazy and the fact that I'm being asked to like sympathize with this decision is really fucking annoying it's because it's nonsensical it's the kind of thing that happens in like honestly in bad books and like bad tv shows and shit where people make these huge decisions based on something stupid and the audience knows that it's bad and the author or the writer or whoever the fuck never really makes any attempts to make us convinced that it's not a stupid decision and yet we're still Mm -hmm. just expected to go along with it and it's one reason i stopped reading books because i got really sick of this trope oh my god hannah listen life is what it is I know you never even read the book of poetry that I dedicated to you. I didn't, but I read it in my heart, and that's what matters. Mm. Mm. It's fine. As long as you read the second volume, because it's going to be better. And I'll read the first volume, too. I just haven't yet. I bought a book of poetry by Andrea Gibson, who's, like, my favorite poet, and I still haven't even read it. It's just, like, in my backpack. Well, I'm about to become your favorite poet, so (laughs) get ready. I'm very excited. (laughs) Um... Oh, that reminds me, thinking about you and Andrea Gibson and how you're both non-binary, I looked up the actor, actress, we'll get to it, who plays Max. Yes. Because I wanted to know what else she had been in. And it does appear from her Wikipedia page that she is somewhere on the non-binary sort of spectrum. She doesn't define herself that way, so I don't want to do it. But But she lived as a man for eight months at one point. And yeah. 
And she has a whole thing about on her Wikipedia page, just like a pull quote about gender and sexuality being a spectrum and not wanting to define stuff and et cetera, et cetera. And she has played trans men in other forms of media on like an SVU episode or something. So that's just something for us to like throw into the ether. I don't really know what to do with that information. Well, it does make the L word a slightly better show for casting yes. someone who's at least on the spectrum. Exactly. Being so that is as a nice character. to know. At Max's um, support group, were those yes. extras being played by trans people? They sure looked like actual trans men. They did to me too. So that was exciting yeah. there. They least. weren't, none of them were named. So I think it's like impossible to really track them. Yeah. At this point. So. Well, we'll hope that they were. Yeah. I mean, for sure, the one with the lip piercing, I'm almost positive was. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um, we... I did like that they were all like, Max, you're absolutely fucking crazy. Go to an actual goddamn doctor. <laughs> that was what nice, the yeah. And they're like, don't all your friends hate you? <laughs> Which I enjoyed. But yeah, all yeah. the supposed side effects of testosterone, I don't think that this is a thing. I think this is just Eileen no, being transphobic. I texted you about one of these. Hold on, let me get my phone out. Yeah. It was like testosterone makes you not able to cry, and I'm like, yeah, mm. that was that shit was insane. That's not true. I don't think that's true at all. All of my trans guy friends cry, and they cry a lot. And cis men cry as well, more yeah, than I do. I never cry. Damn. Yeah, I have naturally very high testosterone. I cry all the time. Yeah. Like not anymore since I got meds, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got back on Zoloft. Yay! I know I've taken two doses now, and I like I kind of feel better, and I'm sure it's just the placebo effect, but I'm riding it out. I'm going Good. to enjoy the placebo effect. Keep riding it out. Yeah. Yeah. So excited. Anyway, sorry. Um. Yeah. No, it was literally just that. That's what I wrote because yeah. that shit was insane. Yeah. So. But Max getting in to see an actual doctor is good. We support. Yes. Yeah, it seems like Max is still upset about his breakup with Jenny, and Jenny, like, is a selfish monster who couldn't care. But we knew that already. Yeah, I actually didn't hate their breakup scene. The one where they were in the shed? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I think Jenny's, this is one of the times that, like, it's still weird, and it's weird especially because it's a pattern, but this is one of the times that kind of this understated breakup did sort of make sense, with Jenny just yeah. going, listen, I'm a lesbian, you are not a girl. Yeah. And she was very matter-of-fact about it. And she wasn't, like, mean. But it was yeah. ridiculous for her to expect Max to be fine with her immediately bringing dates home and having yeah. loud sex in the house that he lives mm-hmm. in. Like, that's that's not a thing that a normal person would be fine with. And this show acts like it is. Yeah. Yep. It's I strange. I feel like I just am not comfortable with what Jenny said. Like... I think as a, like, a non-binary bisexual person, like, that shit just rubs me the wrong way. Oh, okay. Go get into it. I don't know. I think it just, like, seems so ridiculous to me for her to be, like, this person that I was with for a long time and, you know, like, I, I guess loved. I'm not sure if she loved him or Probably not. Probably as much as Jenny is capable of loving anyone. Yeah, but, like, she then puts the issue pretty much on him and not on her. She says that, like, his gender is the reason that they can't be together and not the fact that she's unwilling to, I guess, 
reconsider like whether or not this connection to Max can I guess surpass what she deems as like the limit of her sexuality. Yeah, but at the same time, like if she stays with a trans man, isn't that sort of invalidating his gender if she continues to call herself a lesbian? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that like she could redefine her sexual orientation. Yeah. But she's just like straight up, no, I don't care enough about you to do that, which then makes the actual issue of the breakup that she doesn't care for Max. Yeah. Obviously, this is very like tied into issues that I'm going through. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, oh, it's so complicated. I hate this shit. I hate it. Why do people want me to? label myself it's the worst why do i want to label you myself? you don't have to uh, i do but though. what i'm saying no you feel compelled to yeah what i'm saying is that you're not in a relationship with someone who you helped through a transition and then are suddenly waking up one day and going you know i've been a lesbian this whole time and that means that i don't care enough about you to like have a real conversation about this yeah i think the issue that jenny pointed out which seems to be somewhat true just for who max is as a person was not that max was a man but that he was a straight man specifically i think was what didn't work for her i think she was expecting Mm. him to be queerer for lack of a better word yeah he really is like so straight in every possible way Mm -hmm. And I think that's just not what she signed up for. That's fair. And also, like, she could have said that as well, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the way that you live your life is too normal for me. I yeah. can't live like this, you know? And she said, you're looking for a straight girlfriend. And she's yes. she would never be a straight girlfriend. She would always no. be, you know, at always most a bisexual queer. girlfriend. Yeah. They did use the word bisexual in this episode. Jane Lynch used it to refer to Tina. Yes. Which, which is exciting. important. Oh yeah. my god, I forgot I put my AirPods um, little box in my sock, and I was like, did I suddenly grow a tumor? <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Um, we also used the word anti-Semitism, or anti-Semitic. Which was weird. I don't understand this line at all. Okay, so there's a new guy working at Tina and Helena's, wherever the fuck they work, Yes. And um, he's got a very Jewish last name. Oh, what's his last name? I don't remember, but it was very Jewish. And oh. um, I really was not paying that much attention then. Yeah, it was Jewish. And then Helen was like, oh, a fellow Irishman sounds like. And oh. uh, he was like, was that anti-Semitic? And Tina was like, I hope not. And I'm sure that that will never be addressed again. So what a It'll strange little addressed. moment to throw in. I, It's definitely because Eileen's anti-semitic but i don't see that line as anti-semitic no i think it is because it's a guy they're talking about a guy coming in to be the boss of the movie studio so this is like a very traditional like you know Mm. jewish gold digger sort of job and like you know jewish hollywood elite sort of job so it was a remark about like oh of course he's jewish by Mm. pointing out that he obviously wasn't irish but so it was definitely anti-semitic but it was okay. just such a weird line to include and then also to call out and for what I'm sure will be no for result. What? It was like, why was the show short 10 seconds and you really needed to add something? Like, what just happened? I don't know. I have no idea what to make of that. 
That was a very weird line. Really weird line. Really weird moment. But it's more reason for me to hate Helena, so I enjoy that. Yeah. Because she's awful. Right now she is She has been awful this whole time. I... Look, (laughs) she's hot. She's not! I want her hair. Oh, she has nice hair, but I'm not, like, attracted to her. I just look at her and was like, I would like that hair. Mm, no, I could just watch her talk all day long. Oh, watch God, I couldn't. Around. Not me. I want, like, a video, like, a camera on her. You know how people put um, cameras in their house for their pets? I want yeah. that with her. <laughs> God, she's, like, the not the last one i choose, but she's one of the last ones i choose. I mean, Tina's the last one i choose, obviously. Uh, obvi. <laughs> I would choose Shane, of course, because I have taste. Look, I would choose Shane, too. But I'd also want Helena. <laughs> Any skinny girl with no boobs is my type. No, God, only Shane. Uh, if a skinny girl with no boobs is not masculine, I have no need for her. So, speaking of that, Shane um, comes home super drunk, whatever, after crashing the car, and the child is on her doorstep because it turns I she out. Was high, but well, okay, she's, she's I'm lots listening. of things. Turns out the husband's wife is a terrible person. We didn't see this coming. Yeah. She seems so nice. She, and then she turns out to be extremely selfish. Yes. Yeah. I and don't care just... about taking care of my kid. My husband left me. Um, he's just like, you fuck you, Shane. And it's ridiculous because they've been together for presumably a very long time because this kid is like 10 at least. Almost and, 10, I think. Yeah. And and so now there's this like one incident and then he leaves her. And what, they've never been at a hotel bar before? Like what? Apparently, I don't know. I I don't I don't know. And he he definitely gave off the vibe when we were at the hotel that he cheats on her all the time. So mm-hmm. he just decided to run off with this random little snow bunny this time. No like, no I, no, it's because um Helena gave him ten thousand dollars. Right, but seriously, ten thousand dollars isn't enough to do anything. I agree. You could buy like a plane ticket and take a vacation. Yeah. So okay. God, this show makes no fucking sense. Trying to remember that we do not deserve to know what's going on in the L word. Yeah. But now Shane becomes a mom almost. And I love it. Okay. I love this shit. I am excited for that. And I'm excited to meet Marley Matlin, which I think might be next episode. I think so too. (laughs) Oh, no, no, it's not. It's not. Um, It is the fourth episode. Lay up. God, that's so long. I know, but I do like when Bet works at this um, school. I think it's fun. I'll like it more when Marley Matlin's there. I know. Okay. Um, Who do we need to talk about? Other than this. Bet and Tina. Oh, oh, oh. Remember how I was like busting a nut over how annoyed I was about this freaking movie theater thing, you know, because it's technically an asset? Yes. Helena's mom just fucking sold it. Yes. Just straight up sold it. Didn't even give any consideration nope. over its money-making value. Nope. I'm actually really annoyed by this. And I'm guessing we'll never hear about this movie studio again. Um, no, they will continue to work oh, there. Okay. Because I think that's how um, Les Girls becomes um, a movie. Of course. But I could be wrong. Mm. So. Yeah. Helena's money problems are interesting. Money problems, plots never interest me. Queer folk does an unfortunate number of them, and I just never care. 
I live money problems plots, so it stresses me the fuck out because I'd rather <laughs> just be rich like Helena was before this season. Me too. I agree. Yeah. Um, Bet and Tina are a whole mess. Bet runs away with the baby. Oh, yeah. Um, she comes home. Um, Tina does a whole lot of crying about the baby in this episode. It's really um, grating. Yeah. She's, she's then, super marshmallowy here. Yeah. And then Shane Lynch is like, you are going to probably have to fight it out in a court of law. And the problem with that is that you will be vilified. Yep. So that's great. And then... Um, the last sort of thing is that Kit and Mangus go to get her an abortion, and the friggin' people there are not, it's not an abortion clinic. No. Which I feel she like you could have researched ahead of time. But, what? like, okay. I feel like you could have researched, researched that ahead of time and, like, done a quick Google, but okay. I did actually enjoy the scene at the abortion clinic. I thought it was one of the more powerful things the show has done. I agree. Um, in terms of, like, feeling Kit's panic and desperation to get out of there. And I liked that she wasn't at all, like, manipulated. Yeah. Um, I liked I, Bet going, arson, 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 after. I enjoyed that. Bet's, yeah. uh, <laughs> Bet's rage on Kit's behalf over this was nice. It is nice. I did like You that. know, like, really strengthens their relationship as siblings, mm-hmm. which we don't really get that much. Yeah, we don't. Um, also, um, Marina fucking shows up because Jenny's doing some dumbass book signing, yeah. and Marina looks like garbage. I thought she looked nice. Really? I thought she yeah. looked greasy and wrinkly at the same time. <laughs> it's like me, just like, at me next time. <laughs> but she looked really weird. I didn't like it. I did yeah. not appreciate it. I thought her hair looked nice. Her hair was okay. Um, and then the other thing... Uh, Pappy. Uh huh. Poppy is Poppy. actually her name. Well, Alice says Pappy, so like I know this is Alice is a dumb white person. <laughs> yep. Um, Poppy has shown up on the chart and is way more of I uh, what do you call it? She's promiscuous. With, with someone who gets to gets laid a lot. She's a promiscuous. No. She's a okay. Lothario. Uh, yeah, whatever. She gets laid more than Shane, apparently. She's a Casanova. Yeah, yes. there's one point where she has sex with, like, more than 100 people in a night or something when Alice is looking at the chart. That's not a thing that people do. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that what it is is just that, like, old shit's being logged. Oh, and they yeah. never talk about it like that. Oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Because I was like, nobody's having se- Like, I'm sure there are people who have had sex with more than 100 people in a night. This is not a commonplace activity. Like, let's not pretend that, like, people just go out on weekends and have sex with 100 people in one night. That's not a thing yeah. that happens. I'm That's pretty sure Poppy is, like, kind of a prostitute. Because... Like, it'll just make sense when you meet her character. She's also not well thought out, even a little bit. So that's fun. Great. This is going to be good. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I'm She's pretty only sure here Poppy for this season, is also like. not um, Latina, even though her character is Let supposed to be. Up. Yeah. So Let I will be doing a little bit of research on that while we do our hot or not. Are you ready? To do hot or not? Uh, have we talked about everything? I think so i guess we have okay the actress's name is janina gavankar yeah that does not sound latina i don't to know me. what that is um she, she was, is half indian Mumbai. and half dutch yeah so she's not this is just like um what's her name carmen i think the actress does have some latina ancestry at least mm. 
I could be wrong. All right. Are there not Latina actresses out there? Like, come on. Uh, Apparently not. Eileen did not know who they were. God. God, she's so bad. Eileen is just a whole mess. Yep. All right. Hot or not, let's do it. Who's your hot? I don't know. Everyone was awful. I guess Alice... Uh, she processed the weird little breakup with Laura in a very nice and healthy way. Yeah. Um, she seemed to be taking... She's the only one who remembers that Dana exists. Uh, she tries to do a good job leaving the intervention message for Bet until Tina interrupts. And she's just doing the chart and working on her radio show and minding her own business as much as the chart and other people's sex lives is her business, which I guess it literally is because it's what she gets paid for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Alice never minds her own business, but she's doing a pretty good job right now. She's so. as, as close as Alice ever gets, yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going to give my hot to Max. Okay. For going to the doctor, going to a, like, basically the AA version of, like, trans men. I don't know what it's called. A, it's like a therapy group. You go and you talk to the other people that are also trans guys. And I support him doing that because he doesn't have any trans friends. So that's not chill. Um, and I don't know. He has a weird conversation with his boss. Yes. Also, that scene, like, he, he, the actress who plays Max cannot act in these scenes where he's supposed to be at the office. Cannot. Cannot. So bad. So bad. Uh, there's I, um, I I do not believe that this is a man who fits into the office culture and you cannot convince me otherwise yeah yeah I don't think this actress has ever worked a day in an office <laughs> in her life so I want to give yeah. an honorary shout out to Jenny just for the line I would never sleep with Tina because oh mood. my god when did she say that <laughs> she said it when um Shane was using Jenny sleeping with Tina as a hypothetical hypothetical example for the chart and Helena I think was like, wait, oh, you Alice slept with Tina? Was that? Or Helena? Um, Alice used it as a hypothetical example, and I think Helena went, oh, wait, you slept with Tina? And Jenny goes, no, I would never sleep with Tina. Thank and it God. Was just, I love that. It was just <laughs> mood. <laughs> would oh, also never man. sleep with Tina. What a coincidence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Helena and um, uh, Tina were another breakup that we were just like, Yep. It fine just kind of ended. Yeah. It was so strange. It's like the only th- options are that and then Alice going completely off the deep end over Dana. Like those are our only <laughs> breakup options. Or, you know, being um, Bet and Tina never actually ending your relationship. Oh, God. It's so bad. Um, not. Um, <laughs> do you have yours? There's so many choices. Come on. Yeah, I know. But I'm forgetting the episode now. Okay, my not is going to be I should have given hot to Kit maybe but yeah I was thinking about that too yeah okay my, he's a good my, boyfriend he is not I have no idea um I guess Shane fuck I was gonna give mine to Shane I gave you plenty of opportunity to go first Shane <sighs> Um, blows up her life over something stupid. She's being a whole mess. She could have killed someone the way she was driving. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have any sympathy for her. Like, I'm sorry you made a terrible, awful, stupid decision. And now you're yep. very sad about it. I don't feel bad. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yours? Well, I wanted to give it to Shane. <laughs> you could have jumped I... in and done it. <sighs> and I would like to give it to Marina because I fucking hate her guts. But I do think that... Oh, fuck. Who... God, I... Oh. All right, you know what? I'll just give it to Bet. Because, like, how dumb do you have to be to fucking run away with your dumb child? Yeah, that's not going to work. ugly. And then... <laughs> I think she's cute. Oh. She's getting cute now. But then she also, like, blathers in the, like, the Joyce Wishnia's office and, like, is supposed to get sympathy? Like, no. You're a dumb idiot and are unfit to be a parent. That's fair. So, Yeah. I would also like to give it to Helena, but I can't blame her because I also struggle to live a middle class life. Mm, me too. <laughs> All right. You're ready for episode two, Live in La Vida Loca. Tell me about it. Eileen is not involved. Thank so God. Um, Alice meets Poppy, played by Janina Gavankar, who is not Latina. But her character, Poppy, is a sexually aggressive Latina girl who... Oh, good. That sounds a little racist. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, who lights up on the chart even more than Shane with over a thousand conquests. Jenny is interviewed by a lesbian writer named Stacy Merkin, who is played by um, <laughs> Heather Matarazzo, who was in um, The Princess oh, Diaries. Yep, 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 yep. Yes. Actual lesbian. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm shook. Wow. I always get excited when she was in this because I was like, oh my gosh, she's in that movie that I watched as a child. Um, Bet starts her new job uh, as the dean of the California Arts College and meets her um, new boss, Phyllis Kroll, played by Sybil Shepard, who is not actually anyone important. Um, I know the name, though. Yeah. But um, she has some surprising news for her. Is she a lesbian? Don't know what that means. It's, I bet it's about what? lesbians because everything in the show is about lesbians. Yeah. I thought she didn't bring that up until later, but oh well. Also, um, my brother, I think, is applying to CalArts, but who knows? That's fun. Um, Silver after Shepherd. Helena's... Oh, yeah. I've seen her and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything. Um, after Helena's departure from the studio... A new guy named Aaron, who's apparently Jewish, takes the reins as Tina's new boss. A homeless Helena. Holy shit, she's homeless? I thought she was living with Alice. That's what I thought. But, okay, a homeless Helena asks to stay with Alice until she can find a place of her own. Okay. Wow, Max Shepherd goes out on a date with gorgeous. a straight woman named Brooke, the daughter of his boss. Don't do is... that, you dumb... Jesus. I know. He... This girl, Brooke, doesn't know that he's trans. She's going to find out probably in the next episode. It's a big problem, and I think it cost Max his job, but I could be wrong. Oh, God. We shall see. I'm reading about Sybil Shepard. She was a model in the 80s. She was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I I looked up her Wikipedia, and she was really pretty. Yeah, and she is a big... um, ally for gay rights it's all in her political activism thing but she appears to be heterosexual sad yeah oh well um she does date alice at one point that's kind of gross so get ready Mm, okay 
Yeah. Mm. I think that's like later on this this season. So. Sure. What was it that the girl from Princess Diaries is doing? I missed it. Um, she is a journalist and she interviews um, Jenny. And then she writes a really shitty review. And then Jenny goes on a whole like vindictive revenge streak. It's excellent. Excited. Is that the thing with the dog? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a little long because we actually have lives to talk about sometimes. Oh, and we actually talked about the L word for a somewhat decent amount of time. Yeah, because this episode was actually had meat to it. Finally. Things happened. I know. Incredible. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. You can go and find us on all social media as um, So Lesbian Podcast or So Lesbian PPN. Um, you can find Hannah on Twitter as at Hannah Mosk. I am on Twitter as at Jesse underscore Quinn. Um, and we will see you guys next week with another episode. We will. Adopt a cat. Adopt a cat. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.